Today we come to the conclusion of our five-week journey into the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John before returning back to the Gospel of Mark for the, the rest of this ordinary time because of last Sunday's celebration of the Assumption, we actually missed the, the verses of St. John that come right before today's Gospel. Uh, I've been using these, these weeks of the Bread of Life discourse in St. John's sixth chapter to talk about the various parts of the Mass, where they, they come from, why we do what we do, in an effort to foster the full and conscious, meaning with knowledge, and actual participation in the Eucharist that the Second Vatican Council asked for. And so I will continue this week and then one more concluding week next week. Uh, but just to kind of get us in the right frame of mind, today's gospel starts out with Jesus saying, uh, the disciples say, this saying is hard. <laughs> well, what saying? Well, we have to go to the end of what would have been last week's gospel, where Jesus says, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Jesus gives us that very unusual, shocking even saying, and that's what gives rise to the discussion. Today's gospel, the disciples are murmuring, saying, this is hard. <laughs> Who can accept it? Jesus, rather than correcting himself or trying to, to soften it, says plainly, there are some of you who do not believe. That's where I'll pick it up today. There are some of you who do not believe. Well, today it is often the case that there are people who read the same text of the Gospel of John where Jesus plainly says, this is true food. My body is real food. My blood is true drink. And unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life within you. There are some today who would want to take that to be merely like symbolic language. And of course, there are times in the scriptures where Jesus speaks symbolically and the disciples just don't get it. So he has to, you know, he says he took them inside and he explained to them what he really meant. Jesus doesn't do that here. In fact, he, he ups the ante and says over and over, no, 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 I, I know you're murmuring. I know this is hard, but hear me again. This is not just a symbol. This is true food. You must eat my flesh, drink my blood. It's shocking, and yet Jesus doesn't back off at all. Rather, he says, there are some of you who do not believe. It was not an option at the time that Jesus spoke these words, to treat them symbolically. It's not like we read that, well, there were some in the crowd that thought this was hard, but then they realized that Jesus was speaking symbolically, so they, they continued following him. Or Jesus then explained himself and said, well, I'm speaking symbolically. Not at all. Rather, we have the shocking, more shocking even than Jesus saying, I will give you my body to eat, the more shocking part is the end of today's gospel. As a result of this, many of his disciples returned to their former way of life 
and no longer accompanied him. It's the only time in the scriptures where we see Jesus, who's been drawing more and more and more crowds, hear the crowds start to go away. I mean, if Jesus is trying to draw people to himself and form a church and, and put, you know, this teaching at the center of it, it didn't work because most people left. And then, shocking of all, he comes to the apostles, the 12, including St. Peter, who's the rock of everything, and he doesn't do what he does in all the other places. And taking the 12 aside, he explained to them the meaning of the parable. Now, the meaning of what he said is plain. It couldn't be more plain. They don't understand how he will do it yet because we haven't come to Holy Thursday and the Last Supper. But Jesus comes to the 12, and instead of explaining himself, he says, do you also want to leave? That is astounding. Everybody's left. Maybe the 12 are the only ones left. <laughs> and Jesus, rather than saying, well, that didn't go well, hold on now. All those other people don't get it. Let me explain it to you. It's like, no, do you want to leave also? Clearly, Jesus has hinged his entire mission on what he has just said eat my body, drink my blood. My body is true food. My blood is true drink. This is the fulfillment of everything that was done in the old covenant with the bread that came down from heaven. Everything hinges on this one teaching and he will let everybody go if they don't accept this one teaching. The Eucharist is truly Jesus. And notice Peter comes forward with the right words. Not, Jesus, I got this all figured out. Don't worry, we get you. No, Peter didn't understand any better than anybody else. Eat your flesh, drink your blood. That's against the Jewish law, Jesus. I, we don't get what you're saying. But Peter has the right answer. Not I understand, not I get it, not it makes sense to me. But where else are we going to go? We've spent three years with you. We've seen you cure lepers. We've seen you do all kinds of crazy miracles. We've seen you raise people from the dead. So if somehow you say that you will give us your body to eat and your blood to drink, that's crazy talk, but we have come to believe. <laughs> you have the words of eternal life. The words. The words are powerful as we're going to see as we move now to talk about how this happens in the Mass, that Jesus fulfills what he says here. Peter says, we have come to believe, not in stuff, not in teachings, we have come to believe in you. In other words, Peter says, if you say it, I am finally humble enough, Peter, who took a long while to get there, is finally humble enough to say, if you say it, Jesus, I believe it. And that is ultimately where we are 2,000 years later. We, unlike the crowd, however, are surrounded by people who think that they can ignore the plain words of Jesus and say, well, this is merely symbolic. Jesus didn't really mean it. And still pretend to follow Jesus. It wasn't an option at the time Jesus said it. Either you accept it or you leave. It's, it's the one thing that Jesus will not allow misunderstanding about. And yet we come 2,000 years later, and if, if we believe the, the surveys, 
Not only do we have all the Protestant Christians who have rejected Jesus' plain words that the Eucharist really is his body and blood. Mind you, Martin Luther never rejected that. Martin Luther believed in the real presence in the Eucharist, at least in the beginning. But we have all the Protestant Christians who think that they can follow Jesus and reject these plain words. But fine, they maybe haven't had the, the teaching and upbringing that Catholics have. They maybe don't understand this handing on, unbroken for 2,000 years of the words of Jesus. Fine. What is more shocking is that today, if you believe the surveys, 70% of Catholics, and not even just the, the fallen away Catholics, 70% of Catholics who they surveyed who went to Mass were at least confused, if not outright rejecting Jesus' words. This is my body, this is my blood. They asked Catholics, do you believe that this is really Jesus in the Eucharist or is this a symbol? 70% believe the surveys, believe that's symbolic. To continue to believe that and come to Mass was not an option for the people in the gospel today. They knew they had to leave. It's okay that we can be with Peter and say, I don't understand it. But can we have the humility to say, Lord, where else would I go? And maybe that's why we continue to come. If we hear the words of Jesus then, I think it's important that it be addressed to all those who come to Mass even every Sunday. There are some of you who do not believe. I don't say that in some kind of accusing sort of way. I, I say, we gotta put our money where our mouth is. It makes no sense to come and say, I'm Catholic and not believe that what happens on that altar is that God himself becomes present under what looks like bread and wine. It makes no sense to continue to come here. If that's just a symbol, in, in the words of the, the literary writer Flannery O'Connor, says, if that's just a symbol, then to hell with it. You know, in fact, I'll go one further. If, if that's just a symbol, then to hell with all of us because we're idolaters. We're worshiping a piece of bread and mere wine as if it's God. That's a sacrilege. That is offensive. We can't even, we can't be Christian. We can't even be good followers of God if that's just a symbol and we worship it as if it's God. But if it is God, then we ought to, we ought to really look hard at what we do at Mass and does what we do at Mass make it look like we really believe that that's Jesus? And so my, my brief little teaching on the parts of the Mass today is just the words that Jesus says in the Eucharistic prayer. This is my body. This chalice. This is the chalice of my blood. Back to Peter. You have the words of eternal life. It's through those words this is my body. This is the chalice of my blood. The same God who spoke at the beginning of the book of Genesis and said, let there be light. And through those words, light came to be. Let there be the earth. Let there be the sky. And there was. God who created out of nothing did so with his word. Let there be and there was. That same God came to us in the flesh. We talked about God 
becoming incarnate, the second person of the Holy Trinity, God himself through whom everything was made took on flesh. That same God using the visible, physical, tangible stuff that we call the human body, on the night before he was betrayed, took bread and said, this is my body. This is my blood. And he had already prepared them in today's gospel, in the gospel of John, saying he would do this to those who still followed him. The apostles on that first Holy Thursday night would have realized that this is what he meant when he spoke, eat my flesh, drink my blood. Now they understood. But do we understand? There was a beautiful picture on the internet recently when uh, people were trying to say that in the, the Latin mass, people didn't understand what was going on. A bishop pulled out the, the missile of his mother uh, that his mother had used every Sunday at Mass, in the Latin Mass. And there, where it has the words, hoc est enum corpus meum, this is my body, printed in bold in his mother's missile, that, that area was marked with lipstick, where every time it got to that point in the Mass, his, the bishop's mother would kiss the words, this is my body. That's participation. That is full, conscious, actual participation in the Eucharist, to know what happens on that altar. And that's, that's whether we see it or not. There's nothing to see. What, what I'm gonna do on the altar, it's the same thing we do all the time. Take a patent with bread, I take a, a chalice with wine. There's nothing to see. But there is something that happens at the level of the word. I say the same words that Jesus said. In fact, notice I say it, not even as Father Sean standing up here, you know, up to the point of the institution of the Eucharist, Jesus took bread, Jesus took a chalice. It's all the third person. He did this, he did that. But when it comes time to change the bread and wine into the body and blood of God, I speak the very words of Jesus. And I, I, I say as though he were saying it, but in the person of the priest at that moment, more than any other, the priest stands and what we say, in the person of Christ. I become Jesus Christ at that moment. And that's why the last thing you should be thinking of is the priest at that moment. Because all there is, is Jesus at the altar and he's not even talking to you. <laughs> he's talking to his heavenly father. He takes bread and wine and says, this is my body, this is my blood. And as surely as light sprang forth from nothing, as the earth was created, birds, all that in the book of Genesis, as surely as that happened at the words, let it be, let there be, at the words, this is, bread becomes his body, wine becomes his blood. And we don't believe that because we understand it. We believe it because Jesus said it. That's the only reason Peter believed it. He was crazy talk when he heard it. It's crazy talk to hear it today. But can we be with Peter who says, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. Your words have raised people from the dead. You said, little girl, get up to a dead girl, and she did. He will later say to Lazarus, Lazarus, come out, and a four-day-old dead guy comes out. Surely the God who created everything, who can raise people from the dead with his word, if he says, this is my body, it is. It has to be, or Jesus is a liar. And why would we follow him? Why would we be Catholic if this really isn't what Jesus says it is? 
It's not that we understand. It's that we believe in the person who said it. Jesus said it. And it was so important that those words keep being said over and over and over every day, over every corner of the earth, that he gave us the priesthood so that there would be an actual man to stand at the altar the way Jesus did and in his very person take his very words at every hour of every day until he comes again and say, this is my body, this is my blood. We believe because we believe the word of Jesus. So we leave it as it was for the crowd. Jesus has said these words to you again today by the proclamation of the gospel. What is your response? Many left when they heard those words. Jesus speaks then to us. Do you also want to leave?